2: when it comes to professional wrestling if you are talking about it we are talking about it welcome to the wrestle chat podcast with the ant man five weeks from today the biggest wrestlemania of all time will come to us live for two nights from lincoln financial field in the city of brotherly love Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Wrestlemania 40. We're here to count down every single one of those weeks with you. Welcome to the WrestleChat Podcast Live. I'm your host, the Ant-Man. He is Michael Glavin. And boy, Michael, after last night's Smackdown from Glendale, Arizona, it feels like it, like Nas was added to the fuel for the ride that's taken us down the road for, for Wrestlemania 40, man.
3: I'll tell you what. I, I texted you last night. And, and we're going to get into a bunch of other stuff later. But man, when, when Rock first entered the scene, everybody's like, okay, it's the Rock, you know, whatever. But what we've seen from him is just incredible heel work. And and when you consider, and again, I'm not going to get into the details because we got more to come. But when you can take up the first 45 minutes of a show and everything feels good... Yep. You are on next level. The road to WrestleMania is looking absolutely fantastic with everything that's coming together. And and man, we're seeing such continuity and such like great character work uh, heading into the next few weeks. And I'm excited to dive in and talk about it.
2: Well, as you saw the thumbnail artwork for this episode featured all four men who will now, uh, you know, perceivably be in a tag match at night one of WrestleMania, Roman and rock versus Cody and Seth with some big match stipulations. See if, if Cody and Seth beat Roman and rock on night two, we're going to see Cody and Roman go one-on-one with zero, zero bloodline presence in the match other than than Roman Reigns. However, if Roman and Rock win that tag match, it essentially becomes a bloodline free for all on Cody, virtually ensuring that Cody's gonna get screwed out of capturing that WWE undisputed title. Did you have a good feeling though after after the after the forty five minute <laughs> promo from Rock and the Bloodline, or did it leave you going, well here I am scratching my head again?
3: No, I feel like there's a lot of clarity. And, and actually, I felt like the pendulum swung the other way because mm. we didn't really take baby steps to, to get to that point. Rock was just like, all right, here's what's happening. Tag match, blah, 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 blah. And just laid it all out for us. Yeah. And and I'll tell you what, I, I love I love what's happening here because it's it seems like we're setting up for the, the double turn, which is um, Rock staying heel and Roman turning face um, oh, um, for Rock to potentially screw over Roman Reigns on night one, which leads to Roman dropping the title on night two and setting up what could be a year long build to cool. Rock Roman at 41. And so I, I think there's. A lot that has become very, very clear just in that 45-minute window <laughs> of, of time.
2: Well, maybe more than anything, I, I love that it we're at a point where it can go in so many different directions. Where we didn't understand anything that was happening after Cody shook Rock's hand and said that he's not going after Roman at WrestleMania. He is coming for the title, but not at WrestleMania. And then everything blew up. Everything was up in uh, in 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 peril. Nobody knew which direction was going to go. At least now, it feels like you can go, man, there's so much potential here. There's so many things that we can do here. And, you know, last night, a lot of body language that was being spoken during that near 45-minute promo, much of it coming from the tribal chief with the majority of the verbal communication coming from The Rock, which Roman seemed to take exception to, all points that many fans have actually made online in recent weeks with – some perceived issues between Rock and Roman. It really seems as though that the powers that be are taking notice of the nuances mm-hmm. that many fans are starting to pick up on, and and really starting to incorporate, and maybe even push to the forefront in the storyline of this whole thing.
3: Absolutely, and <clears throat> I I think this is such good storytelling. In all avenues, like you know, I texted you uh, last night during the show. One of my favorite things to watch right now is is uh, Jimmy. He's just happy to be there, man. He's got this big goofy grin plastered on his face. He gets to stand in the ring with the Rock cutting promos with Roman Reigns and the Bloodline, and then everybody poking at Solo. Last night was Solo singing the national oh, anthem at the please <laughs> do, and. You know, WWE has the opportunity to do the funniest thing. I don't know how they would work it in, but imagine WrestleMania night one opens up now to sing America, the beautiful solo Sokoa. And it is two and a half minutes of him standing there, mean mugging the hard cam, doing nothing. (laughs) The whole song plays he doesn't sing doesn't emote nothing it could be incredible now back to the original point Um, (laughs) the the facial expressions from from Heyman like you know feeling out everything that's going on the moment of of rain stopping you know uh the the if you smell I don't want to get lost in all the details. I want you to lead us where we need to go conversationally here. but man, just an just a a promo well, it's not a promo, it's not a segment. Uh, that whole television show that was that first 45 minutes um, is loaded with so many undertones of story that that just can't be missed or overlooked and we're we're headed for something absolutely incredible.
2: Well, you remember Raw used to be two one-hour shows. It used to be Monday Night Raw and Raw is war, and they were split. So maybe that first half was uh, Rock is SmackDown, and the second half was Friday Night SmackDown. I don't exactly. Know, but exactly. That's what it kind of kind of felt like. You notice those facial expressions and talking about the body language and and what have you during that whole piece. It started from the moment that that Roman walked out of the Jumbotron, into the ring not getting the reaction he was hoping for from the fans i can't hear you i want to try this again acknowledge me you don't you don't and he even he, first he says glendale arizona which is where they are it's mm-hmm. that's where uh the it, that arena is up next where the the cardinals play and yeah. that's up in glendale arizona north about 20 30 minutes north of phoenix and uh, northwest and then he says phoenix arizona and still the the lackluster response not the one he was looking for from the crowd so he tries glendale again and and still not feeling a bit yet to all of all those little nuances him not getting the reaction and think about this that right there took 15 minutes from him walking out to just him saying acknowledge me and going to commercial took 15 of the 40 45 Undertaker minutes.
3: would be proud undertaker would be very proud. <laughs> proud
2: man if he had just walked the top rope it just had been even better but to, but to see his facial expressions through all of that yeah. you could tell something was on his mind something was bothering Roman and we were getting very close to finding out what the problem was and we got that when he did stop the rock from saying if you smell and stops him to say at first before you do that I need you to acknowledge me and the look on rock's face was like you're going to get one of two things either i'm going to acknowledge you or you're going to get this microphone shined up turned sideways and we didn't quite go there with the rock but uh man it had i mean if I hold my arm up and you could see goosebumps on it too after that. How about it's you? It's funny you mention
3: that. Homeboy could not get his sleeve unbuttoned to save his life when he was coming in. <laughs> that that and, was a brand new shirt. That was new, a brand new shirt. buttons. That's right. And, but but you know what I respected? He played it off like no big deal at all. Sure. So did. so mad respect to the to the rock for that, but what a difference time makes. If you go back to I believe 2015 uh, I think Royal Rumble, uh Rock and Roman Reigns standing in the ring, The Rock giving Roman Reigns the rub, and the infamous meme of of Rock very confused why people are booing the crap out of both of them. And you fast forward eight slash nine years later to a moment that is just so perfect between the same two guys and You know, it's almost like Roman Reigns has been the antithesis of Super Cena. It's like, you know, Cena heel was great, but Super Cena face, huge, massive, global star. Face Roman Reigns, boo, nobody cares. You suck. The moment Roman Reigns went heel, global superstar. And to see the way... I'm not even going to say to see the way he's grown because I think this this was always there. And I think it was a brick wall behind a character and a format that he had to live in. But even in that first 15 minutes, for for him to be just so full of himself and to to talk the way he did to the crowd, I was in amazement of the way he was able to work the crowd. And by the time he got to that third round of, you know you're gonna acknowledge me, and the the whole room went from an actual lackluster response to Dom level Dominic Mysterio heat of booing the crap out of him shows that Roman Reigns is truly the superstar of the WWE.
2: Man, it, it, it's so true, and. I don't how do we get a you talked about getting a, a turn Rock staying heel and Roman going face. How do we get that now? How do we do that? I mean, yes, because of how heelish that that Roman has been that we get uh um we get such success from him. Does that just make when he does turn face that much better?
3: Uh yeah, because I think we're laying seeds now because what we're seeing is you know, a lot of the the demeanor that Roman was carrying mm-hmm. uh, last night was not necessarily of not confidence, but conflicted. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, yeah, he you're back, Yeah, you're back, and I see that you're back, but you haven't acknowledged me. And so there's still a confidence.
2: In fact, it feels like he's taken over he's yes. the one on the mic and Roman's never on the mic.
3: Yep. And and we're building to that that moment that we did last night of I need you to acknowledge me. Yeah. Because you haven't done it yet. Yep. And and so what we're doing is is first the Roman character is going to be conflicted. And we're going to see we're going to, you know, if if Rock turns on him in night 1 to set up for night 2, we're going to see that first glimpse of Roman like being betrayed by family. Mm-hmm. And that's where that face turn is going to start. And then when Cody goes over Roman clean, which will be imperative uh, of Roman, you know, playing the match clean, Cody playing the match clean, we're going to feel for Roman because it's a, it's an iconic run coming to an end. And then to feel the, the, the familial betrayal that came from the rock that led to this moment, you bet your sweet Bippy Monday night on raw, we're going to get that stare down and, and it's on, and we're going to see a broken Roman reigns coming to, uh, you know, do what, uh, to, to avenge what should not have been done, which is blood going against blood. Mm -hmm. It's going to be epic, man. It's going to be,
2: well, and I think that you heard rock accentuate a few things in, in that promo. One being that, uh, you know, if you uh if you beat us, if you guys beat us clean, you get it's just you and Roman. If there will be no interference from anybody in the bloodline. We're going to get the lawyers involved. We'll draw up the contract. Why do you go that deep into something and that not be the direction that you go? Yep. So, that could be interesting. Yep. Uh if you guys have uh, some comments, we'd love to hear them. So, wherever you're watching, whether it be on YouTube or on Facebook or on Twitter or on Instagram, Leave a comment. We want to feature it here on the show, and uh, we want to talk to you. This is called Wrestle Chat for a reason. We want to chat, not just me and Michael, but we want to chat with you about everything that's going on in wrestling right now. Hit a comment. We'll feature it here on the show. Answer your questions, comment, talk back and forth here on uh, the podcast today. If you're a fan of SmackDown being on Friday nights, you are in luck. An announcement this week was made about SmackDown's future when it moves to the USA Network this October. It's going to stay on Friday nights. You know, it feels like SmackDown has, you know, kind of bounced around in years past, trying different nights. Michael, do you feel that the blue brand has kind of really staked its claim uh, firmly in the week's end watching on TV?
3: Absolutely. You know, for for years we were, um, uh, we, we watched SmackDown, on uh thursdays um which we got accustomed to then it switched to fridays there was also the mix in there of it being recorded on tuesday and all that type of thing but smackdown is a way to round out the the back end of your week um with with some wrestling action and so it was a relief to me to know that my my anti-social friday nights are still secure and in that I've got some TV to watch that really warms my heart in Friday night SmackDown. So, uh, you know, I don't have to worry about, uh, you know, going out to uh, a club or a bar or trying to find a poker night because I've got the WWE to keep me company.
2: You were doing a lot of that beforehand. I was doing was, so much of that. When SmackDown wasn't on Friday, man. I could never find Michael unless I went down to the bar. <laughs> found him right there. The future of raw remains a mystery though, both uh, regarding the night that it's going to air. They haven't talked about that yet. It could change from Monday night and what will happen to it in the three month lag when the contract ends with USA and the agreement with Netflix starts. Many are even speculating on a raw reboot following a three month hiatus raw, not on TV at all, much less Monday night. Michael, how would you feel about some time off for the red brand?
3: I think that would be fine. I don't think that it hurts anything. Mm-hmm. It would pain me uh, to hear or not hear Michael Cole say the longest running episonic television, blah, 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 blah. But if you do that, you got to come back swinging and it's got to be good. And Have so to. there's nothing wrong with taking that little break, but you, you, you better do it right.
2: Be sure to chime in with your thoughts, share your comments wherever you might be watching right now, and we'll share them here on the show as well. You can also find us on Instagram at wrestle Chat podcast, follow along and let's stay connected throughout the week and talk wrestling there as well. If you had a spare 20 or 30 minutes yesterday, you may have spent it watching the rock go full heel on Instagram reels, dropping you know, swear words like loose change and bragging about all the things that he now owns. In fact, we're gonna run over what exactly Dwayne does own now with his IP agreement with TKO. Here, when we return, this is the Wrestle Chat Podcast live,
0: sit here again. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more,
4: Apple podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You see all the
2: places there that you can follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, YouTube, maybe you're watching on YouTube right now. Be sure to comment. Let us know where you're, uh, where you're watching from, what your thoughts are on everything that we've already talked about. The wrestle chat podcast is live and, and, you know, we're as live as any podcast can be, and we invite you into the conversation. It's called Wrestle Chat for a reason. The comments are open on all platforms right now, so no matter where you're watching, you can drop a comment and uh, leave a note, ask a question. We'll feature you here on this episode. And what's cool about it, I see so many people do this, but you have to have a subscription or you have to give a super chat, or which I, I think that's where you make money from people commenting. I, I, listen, I, I'm new to some of this, so uh, I look for you guys to uh, to help us out with that. But right now, it's free, so say hi. You're invited in anytime. Michael, one point during Rock's rant on Instagram yesterday had to do with how he's the boss and how he owns it all. And apparently, that's true when it comes to the character of the Rock. Check this out. Take a look at all the IPs he now owns, and these aren't even all of them. He owns The Rock. He owns Candy Ass. He owns Jabroni. Rudy Poo. Rock Nation. The Blue Chipper. I have an exception with Blue Chipper. I think that he should take that and then he should gift it to JR. Yeah. That was a JR line. That's not a Rock line. That belongs to good old JR Jim Ross. I think that's – if you know, listen, right now, you're heel rock. I get it. That's fine. Just don't let anybody know about it. Just send all the checks JR's way, and everything will be fine. I think that's what should happen with Blue Chipper. And those could be some cool shirts too, Uh, Blue Chipper shirts. Uh, What else we got? The Brahma Bull. We got the People's Champion, the Great One, Team Bring It, Rock Bottom, the Millions and Millions. And
3: Millions!
2: Yeah uh he doesn't own that one does he he doesn't own yeah
3: I, well give him a few days he might
2: <laughs> there's the real controversy leading into wrestlemania 40 is if he takes yeah it all of a sudden becomes the rock versus la Knight. but maybe we're adding too much to the mix no, no I mean, longer they,
3: hair versus hair matches it's ip <laughs> versus ip that's right who owns
2: yeah uh that would be if if uh if uh, vince um uh, not Vince, what Vince uh, Russo was yeah. still there. It would be IP on a pole match. IP on a pole match. <laughs> that would have to go up and get that. Absolutely. That means a
3: couple of things.
2: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even think about that. That came out before I even thought IP on a pole match. Um, what do you think about this long list? And this is not even all of them from the rock now owning these. What are you going to do with all that?
3: I mean, I, I think he's put in the time while he did abandon you know, WWE for, for a long time, you know, there's long history that there was some friction between a lot of independent contractors Mm -hmm. and their company because they owned your livelihood. And what we're seeing now in this new era is superstars being allowed to maintain a living once they leave. Um, And we're seeing the, the the front end of that by people coming into the company using monikers that they that had already existed and then you yeah. you look at the rock now owning all of this you know I believe that's the right thing to do now uh, while you're in the company the company's going to get a cut because they're making the merchandise they're they're pushing your brand and so it makes absolute sense that the company gets a cut of all that but for the company to own those things only to put them on a shelf when you leave. It's not right. And so it's great right. that, that we're seeing you know, all of these these intellectual properties going to people like they should. And the rock above everybody else deserves it for everything that he's given to the industry.
2: You know, so many times it's about what the company has made you. Man, you wouldn't have had this footprint about, you know, if uh, Well, just take for for example, LA Knight, would his, would a yeah t-shirt mean anything without WWE? It means something. It wouldn't mean quite what it does here. However, with, especially with the rock, you've got now the tables have almost flipped. Like, would WWE have all the money that they have without this guy who went off to Hollywood, became the biggest movie star ever? Uh, he should have uh, some say-so over those IPs.
3: And a lot of people forget that SmackDown was not a word.
2: That's right. Until That's right. The
3: Rock said That's it. That's right. And, and so The Rock has invented more than one phrase. But when you look that, The Rock said, you know, layeth the SmackDown on you and then that became the name of the secondary show and then over time the secondary show grew and grew and grew and now you're looking at the culmination of a word that he invented is now the name of what could be argued is the most prominent show in the billions of dollars corporation <laughs> that is and the billions. WWE and billions you know um yeah it's a big deal the guy the guy invented things
2: <laughs> well you know, here's the deal with the risk of this show the first 25 minutes or so of it being all about the rock we're gonna switch gears a little bit <laughs> much like smackdown okay the first half of it is all rock uh here we go we're gonna switch gears here and talk bailey how about bailey bailey last night uh we had a uh uh, we had Bailey and the Kabuki Warriors damage control. It was, it, it, this was a turn that I think many of us saw coming. However, this is one that still had me yelling at my TV when it happened, screaming, why, I'm not quite screaming, just yelling at it. Dakota, why? There was so much potential with you two. Bailey teamed with Dakota Kai to take on the Kabuki Warriors. But, you know, when Bailey lunged for the tag, Dakota dropped off the apron denying her so-called friend the tag. Now, listen, this isn't the hottest feud in wwe by any means however if this inevitably leads to bailey capturing women's gold at wrestlemania 40 i'm all about it what i'm hoping for though maybe more than her winning the title is i'm hoping for the return of the ponytail bailey with the inflatables the bright cheery fun bailey how are you feeling about that michael is that something that you would you you'd like this bailey or you this this i call the karen bailey <laughs> uh, or do you like the uh or do you like the old bailey
3: um I think the old Bailey had a place in time. I don't think, don't think we it's need now, to swing back that direction. I think Bailey's character has evolved that she can um, she can be that character again without going full Teletubbies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with
2: the Teletubbies? <laughs> Nothing's wrong with the, the Teletubbies. Inflatables. Um,
3: but, but I think we're going to see that turn again as you're pointing out but I don't think we're going to go all the way back to Bailey version one. I think that would be a mistake. I think that there's a maturity that is in Bailey's character now that needs to remain. But, but, um, that doesn't mean that we can't see a happier, less Karen ish uh, version of Bailey. Now what I will say (laughs) to your intro to this is I'll be honest. I didn't see the the Dakota turn coming. I thought this was going to be a weeks long endeavor for Dakota to, uh, managed to to convince Bailey that that she can be trusted. Um to be honest, I don't think that Dakota fits in this hybrid damage control kabuki warrior storyline. Yeah. So to be honest, I was a little not happy that Dakota did turn back the other way um because I think the story needed a little bit of help on on Bailey's side. Um do I know what is in store for this? No, I have no reason to doubt the powers that be in this story. Cause everything so far with this has been great, but I'll be honest. I was a little disappointed that, that, uh, that Dakota went turncoat and, um, and went there, but we're just going to have to see, see what happens
2: yeah and i think that uh it leaves her as the underdog i, I do like that mm-hmm. part of it it leaves bailey as the underdog which is going to make her winning that title uh so much uh, so much better at wrestlemania 40 so looking forward to that I, i'm just hoping uh, they've kind of they've kind of pushed this to the back burner because there have been a lot of a lot more important things that have kind of inserted themselves in front of it but she won the royal rumble so i'd like to see see this have some have some some weight to it at wrestlemania 40 this year let's keep that off the uh keep that off the pre show I, I wouldn't be mad if that was the first match though the first match of the night started off hot bailey yep. wins the title that yep. could be really cool That'd be great. this week we had a a couple of um uh very unfortunate passings of legends the first it was ollie anderson ollie anderson a founding member of the Four Horsemen with Arn, Tully, and Rick, one half of the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, the gruff and grumpy uncle of the wrestling business. But if you garnered his respect, well, you made it in the business. Ole had been out of the spotlight since the 90s, but there's not a single wrestler that we watch today that wasn't affected by the presence and the mark that he left on the business. Michael, did you did your fandom ever lead you across any Ole Anderson matches?
3: Uh, some. You know, yeah. I, I – uh... You know, with my age, it's been hard to, um, stay caught up, you know, in the, in the eighties and early nineties. Uh, but, but man with Oli, you can't deny such a massive impact on the business and the people that he surrounded himself with. Um, you know, seeing some of his, uh, old matches and the way he carried himself, there's nothing like that old school wrestling feel, man. And so, uh, definitely, um, definitely a, a punch to the gut. Uh, to lose him but what what a just fantastic legacy that he leaves behind
2: you know one of my earliest memories of wrestling my dad was friends with this guy that owned a motel in denison texas and what i mean motel like old school doors on the outside you had the the uh diamond shaped key key ring i don't know if it, most of you may not even remember those at all it, it's one of those that you uh you buy just as a uh as a uh, talking piece from an antique store that's what it looks like now but it used to have the key for the room that you're going those that was the kind of motel that this guy owned but you know dad being friends with him we were they talking business or whatever they were doing but he always he had wrestling on and it was always NWA wrestling and Oli was one of the first faces I saw on the little it was probably smaller than the computer I have in front of me right now the screen on it was but I remember hearing his voice and and seeing him on on NWA wrestling and just being attracted to the gruffness that was Oli Anderson and I felt like I don't think I'd ever want to fight that guy. And I, uh, still think that today, the other person was Virgil, the passing this week was, um, uh, it was heartbreaking, but uh, you know uh, he was probably more notably remembered for his time as the Million Dollar Man, T- Ted DiBiase's assistant, Virgil Michael Jones. I believe in his time in in WCW, he was known as Vincent, uh, a direct dig at Vince McMahon. But uh, to me, he'll always be known as Virgil. And I remember at, at the Royal Rumble in 1991, Virgil had had enough of the Million Dollar Man degrading him and smashing the million dollar belt into Ted's head it's worth a rewatch Michael have you ever seen that
3: uh no I haven't honestly uh that that'll be something I'll have to go back and check out
2: and in fact there's there's one that's just the highlights uh, of all of that um uh, of that match so you have to go through the whole thing but man you still get the feeling when you when you watch that um on YouTube, you can, you can see the, uh, you can see the, um, the passion from, he was very soft-spoken, especially in WWE, very soft-spoken. He was the guy in the background. He was the bodyguard for the million dollar man. And, uh, there's, uh, uh, there's, um, uh you, you know a, a missing piece especially from from signings now he was at pretty much every signing and, and legends show that uh, that happened in the last few years you could see uh Virgil mike Jones at those and uh he's going to be another one that we that we missed and, and lost too soon only in only in his 60s and so uh we remember those guys this week on the wrestle chat podcast see a few comments coming in keep those coming we want to uh respond to some of those what do we got here michael got that we want to want to throw up and say hi to millions of dollars. Um, who's that, yeah rest, yeah, rest in peace for sure uh, to both of those legends. Thank you for uh, chiming in. You want to chime in and let us know. Do you have a good memory of, of Virgil? Maybe it is that 1991 Royal Rumble where he uh, he turned, and or finally just, I would they call it a turn on Million Dollar Man, but I think it's where he just had enough of the Million yeah. Dollar Man. It's like, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, chime in, let us know if you have some memories of Virgil or Ole Anderson, and uh, we'll get to those here on the show as well. There's one more legend that we need to talk about, and that is the icon sting he'll wrestle in his final match tomorrow at aew revolution what a mark this guy has left on the industry we'll share our memories and thoughts on sting's career and speculate on where life will go for sting after tomorrow all things sting when we come back right here on the wrestle chat podcast
0: getting ready to take on spring
4: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: The icon, Sting. One final match coming up tomorrow at AEW Revolution. And uh, looking forward to seeing Sting in the ring one more time. I wonder if Sting is just going to call it quits after this? Is he going to take a break and go spend time with family? I know that he just lost his father. Uh, I could see that as a pivotal point for him to, to slow things down. Uh, sad that his father didn't get to see his final match, but uh, I could kind of see that be a catalyst for Sting to, uh, to hang the boots up for a little bit and and hang at home. What about you, Michael?
3: You know, I, I'm not 100% sure. I mean, I think the guy has done so much in his career. I mean, he's done uh, he's done movies, he's done television, he's worked for every prominent wrestling company on the planet. Yeah. Like, geez, Ant, let Feels the like guy have some rest. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like why is he always gotta be doing something? Uh but no, I think um I think it's a great opportunity that he's he I think I'm just guessing. I don't know the guy, I don't know Steve, but um I feel like he can finally rest knowing that he did all the things that he wanted to do you know for a long time there was the wwe thing that came to fruition for the most part and then aew comes around and there's some some things to do there and unless another wrestling company comes out of the woodwork here um you know i think he can finally say you know what i i did it i did everything i set out to do and now i'm just gonna rest in in the legacy that i've left
2: i wonder if we don't see these two Sting and Sting go on the road together.
3: You know what? That could be a thing. Maybe that's, maybe that's territory uncharted, you know?
2: See, if you look at this picture right here, what you have is Sting the singer taking a break from playing bass, Sting the wrestler taking a break from wrestling. I think it's a win-win for both. We can still get to see both guys. uh, And they both get a little break from what they're normally doing.
3: I want to hear that guy sing Roxanne. (laughs)
2: Why do I feel like that? He's going to change the words to nature boy or or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Which, which sting was your favorite? Was it the one on the left here? or Was it the one on the right?
3: Oh, definitely. We had some in between right. here.
2: Really? Yeah. See, oh, I grew yeah. up with the one on the left. I mean, you, yeah, I, mean I, I don't have the, I don't have the picture up for here, but I, I posted on my Instagram or actually I posted on the WrestleChat Instagram this week. Me as a little stinger just with dark hair because my mom wouldn't let me dye it blonde. I mean, cause you yeah. can tell right there that his is not, his is not blonde either. I mean, he, he, uh, he uses some peroxide on that thing back when he used to spike it up and be surfer sping. So surfer stings for me, crow sting
4: for you.
3: Absolutely. And, and really more the, the first turn of crow sting when it was very mm-hmm. ominous, uh, long that hair. type of thing. Yeah. Long hair, yeah. um, y- you know, and, and, you know, crow sting is not anything without, you know, surfer sting. So I don't want to discredit any of the sting that came before that. But I'm always I'm always more for the dark brood guy. That's in my personality, even in the movies and the TV shows we watch. Yeah. So, um, so that was just more of a, of a draw to me, and especially with um, a lot of um, not all, but a lot of the crossover he did um, into commercials and different things like that. He was the the crow a lot, and so I right. remember seeing him early on um when he was uh when he was the dark brooding sting in the movie ready to rumble and so i was like oh man you know like (laughs) that's so cool so so a little more the crow sting for me
2: you're gonna bring that academy award winner back up
3: oh yeah a lot great movie should have won an oscar
2: (laughs) i should have finished it um (laughs) never did missed that part Uh, (laughs) i rented it and i went and i couldn't watch it at the moment i started watching it but my youngest daughter was around and i'm like okay i've made it to a point where i'm not sure that this is something exactly. she should be watching so hit pause on it when i came back to it i only had a little while to watch anyway i didn't finish, didn't finish the movie,
3: <laughs> you're not, I'm missing
2: not sure <laughs> I don't, i'm gonna find it when it plays you know on a random saturday night on uh, tnt how about that yep okay got it <laughs> cool so i'm not missing a lot from sting in other words uh sting one final match and you know it it is in a tag match which is listen uh, let's go through all the non-ideals about this he's a champion um he is a tag champion this is going to be a tag match however oh and it's against the young bucks which i think they just need to change the name to the bucks i mean Mm -hmm. these guys are almost 40 right yeah um so just the bucks um that's not necessarily who i would have picked but when you find out it's who Sting picked, there's, there's weight to that. I mean, you gotta go sting, pick the dudes. Those are the ones he wants to put over. He's the, those are the, listen, the the old school way is that if you're leaving, you go out on your back, you go out looking at the, at the lights, you lose the match. Well, what's going to happen to the guy who pins sting in the final match and puts him out? Well, that guy's going to be hated forever. Who needs to be, Hey, Oh, the young bucks. They could take the hate. They want to be hated. In fact, they're real life EVPS, and they throw their weight around to get in this match and to teach Sting a lesson. Or maybe Darby Allen more than anything. But those guys pin Sting. One of those guys pin Sting. Get all the heat. They take it all, and I think it's the, might be the best place for that heat to go. What about you?
3: Eh, I don't know that those guys can really be hated any more than they already are. And, <laughs> there's, and no so, there's, there's no more.
4: There's
3: no more. Got I. I I don't care that it's a tag match. I don't care necessarily about any of the factors involved. It's more that just the young bucks just didn't need to be in this in any situation. Sure. They can take the belts back. That's fine. For me, I just have to, to rest in the fact, knowing that this is what sting wanted to do on his way out. And it doesn't have to make sense to any of us. This At this point, it's about him, and mm-hmm. that's okay. The story doesn't have to be shored up. We just need to to enjoy that it stings last match, not overthink it in terms of too much story, yeah. and just let it be that, because there's really not much else to it.
2: <laughs> it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be, you know, it was one of those that I was debating. There's not a whole lot. I mean, the title match on Revolution, it's a three-way uh, with uh, Samoa Joe, uh, with um, Adam Page, and with Swerve Strickland. That one could be a really good match. But other than that, there hasn't been a lot I've, I've bought in on on this pay-per-view. But there was no way that I was going to miss Sting's final match. It's worth the price of this pay-per-view just to be able to say, well, I'm not there, but I watched it. Yeah,
1: Absolutely.
2: And uh, so I'll be there. If you are too, make sure you join me on twitter i'll be there at and on twitter and i'll be tweeting along during the show so if uh if you're going to be watching it too jump on twitter or x or whatever you call it and uh, and join me let's tweet while that goes on michael i think that's going to do it for this week anything else we need to hit on before we say goodbye
3: i don't think so i think a lot going on in professional wrestling as we as we lead up to wrestlemania And I say it a lot. I've been saying it for ever since this show has been going, but it's a great time to be a wrestling fan and it's only getting better.
2: If you uh, if you've liked this Wrestle Chat live, we'll do more of these. In fact, we may do more during the week, after things happen or before things happen, before shows go go live. And we are rapidly approaching WrestleMania 40, so get ready for some fun stuff with Wrestle Chat podcast, especially live in the moment. So make sure you're following us on Instagram at Wrestle Chat Podcast. Uh, make sure you hit that notifications bell because we'll tell you when we have some cool, fun things that are coming up before WrestleMania and even WrestleMania week. We'll remind you of those and let you know when they're happening and then probably different than any other podcast we want you to be involved we want you to chime in if we have guests on we want you to ask the questions uh that's we want to incorporate you guys that are watching and a part of wrestle chat podcast each and every week uh we want to involve you in the show so make sure you comment and let us know and share this with a friend that needs to know as well appreciate you guys For michael glavin i'm the ant man and that's going to do it this week on the wrestle chat podcast